Hey, Redemption. This is Pastor Michael. And for today's podcast, I'd like to read a passage and a selection from a recommended resource. The passage is Galatians 3, 1-14. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun with the Spirit, you are now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who has hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. And now I'll read a related selection from Paul Tripp's excellent devotion called New Morning Mercies. If you obey for a thousand years, you are no more accepted than when you first believed. Your acceptance is based on Christ's righteousness and not yours. The fact is, sin is bigger, a bigger disaster than we think it is, and grace is more amazing than we seem to be able to grasp that it is. No one who really understands what Scripture has to say about the comprehensive, every aspect of your personhood-altering nature of sin would ever think that anyone could muster enough motivation and strength to rise to God's standard of perfection. The thought that any fallen human being would be able to perform his or her way into acceptance with God has to be the most insane of all delusions. Yet we all tend to think that we are more righteous than we are, And when we think this, we have taken the first step to embracing the delusion that maybe we're not so bad in God's eyes after all. This is why the reality check of Romans 3.20 is so important. Paul writes, For by works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight. If you prayed every moment of your life, you could not pray enough prayers to earn acceptance with God. If you gave every penny of every dollar that you ever earned in every job you ever had, you could not give enough to deserve acceptance with God. If every word you ever spoke was uttered with the purest of conscientious motivations, you would never be able to speak your way into reconciliation with God. If you gave yourself to an unbroken, moment-by-moment life of ministry, you could never minister enough to achieve God's favor. Sin is too big. God's bar is too high. It is beyond the reach of every human being who has ever taken his or her first breath. This is why God, in his love, sent his Son. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
Romans 5.8. You see, there was and is no other way. There's only one portal to acceptance with God, the righteousness of Christ. His righteousness is given over to our account. Sinners are welcomed into the presence of a holy God based on the perfect obedience of another. Christ is our hope. Christ is our rest. Christ is our peace. He perfectly fulfilled God's requirement so that in our sin, weakness, and failures, we would never again have to fear God's anger. This is what grace does. So, as the children of grace, we obey as a service of worship, not in a desperate attempt to do what is impossible. That is, independently earn God's favor.